What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the first episode of the What's Up Next podcast. Um, my name is Jacob Smith. I'm joined here by Leo West. So, what's up next, Jake? Well, we got a lot to talk about today, um, especially in the NFL. We got a big weekend coming up. Um, starting off a little uh, simple here, the last 24 hours have been pretty crazy, to they say have, the least. They um, pretty, pretty crazy. At the time of recording this, it's uh, 2 o'clock on Championship Sunday, um, but we just got the news broken to us that uh, Raiders head coach, the Raiders hired their new head coach and Josh McDaniels, the former Patriots offensive coordinator. Is this a good move for them, or, or what are you thinking, Leah? Um, uh, the Patriot way doesn't seem to work kind of outside of Foxborough. You saw, I mean, the only place where it's actually kind of worked is Miami, and they fired Brian Flores, which uh, that's, that's a whole different story, but... Josh McDaniels being hired by the Raiders kind of doesn't make sense. There are better guys out there. I mean, there are just better guys out there, and I don't understand why they hired a guy who has an 11 and 17 head coaching record. Yeah, I mean, this hire, it, it, it looks fine on paper, but like Leo said, when you take a look at the past pa- uh, past Patriots head coaches, um, we or saw, coordinators yeah, or coaches. especially coordinators. We've seen Matt Patricia recently uh, with the Detroit Lions. He had a very short stint there, no success. <laughs> Um, like Brian Flores, he he did okay, but he was just recently fired this year. So Patriots coordinators, especially, and like any staff coming outside of the Patriots, you have a, yeah. Last year, the Texans hired Dick Cassier or whatever his name yeah, is. Yeah, like he, he sucks. It's He's just not a good GM. Yeah, it, it's just like I don't know when teams are going to start to learn that hiring Patriots uh, coordinators or staff members isn't really going to work out for them. I mean. We obviously can't uh, say how we think this is going to go right away because no, yeah, we we can't we can't yeah. tell you and guarantee that he's going to suck. He yeah. may be good for all yeah. we know, but it's just yeah. you know. I mean, opinion. but we've seen what he's done with Cam Newton, uh, especially in twenty twenty. It was very uh, unproductive offense that so they it was were a running. Weird year. Yeah, so I mean, we're going to have to see how he feels if they're even going to keep uh, some of their pieces around, such as Derek Carr, or, or if, are they going to commit to a rebuild because they don't think that they can get the job done. So yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see how this hire works out. I mean, we just wanted to touch on it because we found out. Probably probably 15 minutes ago this was a hire but um it, it's really going to take some time to see if that's going to be the right hire there because um it's just a, the Raiders are in a little bit of a difficult situation but um going off the topic of NFL breaking news yesterday we found out that Tom Brady is reportedly retiring but um why is this not 100% true Leo no Adam, Adam Schefter kind of sold the bag there I don't know what the <laughs> I don't know what he's doing so, so apparently he he and Jeff Darlington from ESPN came out with like a huge report, obviously that uh, Tom Brady was retiring. Uh, sources told Adam Schefter and Jeff Darlington that Tom Brady was retiring, and then like like four hours later, there was another. There was allegedly Tom Brady called the GM of the Buccaneers and said, "I'm not retiring." And so we're kind of sitting here Sunday, like, is Tom Brady retired? Yeah. Like this the, is this is nothing to mess around with here because this is the best player to ever play the game of football. Yeah, uh, retiring or at least talking about retiring, and it, it's it, it's really. I mean, Adam Schefter could have just made a mistake here, or it could have been a false report or something like that. But um, when it, we're talking, it blew up. Yeah, it blew but, up. Like, of course it's going to blow up because it's the best player. And like when we're talking about uh, the goat, Tom Brady retiring, it's just it kind of makes you think it's putting a whole different perspective on the league we're not like we're like he's been alive me and leo's entire life like yeah. we're 17 years old we've seen this man play um literally before we were born so um to see him go like this is kind of crazy and just thinking about how what the like what the bucks have to do now because he was he he is who they're 
uh, even though he was like 43 when they got him, this is who they're building their team around. It's their quarterback. And uh, now that he's just retiring after a Super Bowl in two seasons, like uh, what, what's kind of next for them? Uh, honestly, I don't know. Um, I mean, Drew Brees is probably like, wait, you can retire at the top of your game. But no. <laughs> um, that's besides the point. But I don't know. I really don't know what the Buccaneers are going to do if Tom Brady actually does retire because Chris Godwin's an impending free agent. I think Levante David's also an impending free agent. So yeah. it's just kind of kind of like curious what the Bucks do. They they roll ahead with Kyle Trask. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if uh, Bruce Arians would want to do that. Um are they in the market for a quarterback? Could they go and go out and get Aaron Rodgers or Derek Carr? Like yeah. we said a little bit before. But it's just kind of a confusing time for the Buccaneers if Tom Brady retires cuz they're kind of going to be sitting there like, "Well, what do we do now? We had our two seasons of fame basically and now we're kind of back to square one where they were kind of without without Jameis Winston you know yeah so like it for me looking at it it's like they have so many players on expiring deals like they um like you just to name a few people that they brought in mid-season like they bring in Le'Veon Bell they bring in uh and I mean Le'Veon Bell got cut yeah but like they like it's just like this types of people that they're bringing in like they're bringing in veteran free agents last year they brought in Antonio Brown he got released this year so they're kind of just like going with a trial and error type of roster here and uh, when you look back at their 2019 season, uh, Jameis Winston, he had 5,000 yards, but threw the same amount of picks as interceptions. So, or it, touchdowns as interceptions. Yeah, t- or touchdowns yeah. as interceptions, my fault. So um, you could see how much Tom Brady impacted that team because he made them that much better uh, with like a competent QB under center. Like, I mean, I know he's uh, one of the best to play the game, but like when you take somebody that's that much of an upgrade over somebody like Winston, it, it really is underestimated how much it turns around a franchise like that. As we saw in 2020, they won a Super Bowl. Yeah, they did win And a Super Bowl. they had repeated success sort of this year when they made the playoffs, lost it in those around. But besides the point, they reached their goal already in their first season. And it's just like when you take away uh, your, your, like, your top quarterback out of the equation, it, it's like where do you begin? And to me – um, starting somebody like Kyle Trask is like <laughs> I like I am genuinely concerned because you can't put that like, he's played like little he to no snaps. He hasn't played any. He hasn't is played it, any NFL snaps. And even though he's a, he's a rookie quarterback, or and yeah. or, like it, it's just like he's not like a like he's not like a top tier rookie quarterback. Yeah, no he's, one thinks he's going to be like a generational yeah, talent. He'll probably the, end up being. It, I, I think at best he'll end up being like Mac Jones. Yeah, it, at, at Florida, at Florida. Kyle Trask was carried by Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts was that offense down in Florida, and obviously he doesn't have Kyle Trask. Obviously he has you know good decent amount of weapons like Gronkowski if he decides to stay, Cameron Brait, uh, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin if he decides to stay. But um, it's kind of going to be hard to you know <laughs> you can't really replace Tom Brady because he's Tom yeah. Brady. But I think they'll do their best job. And let's be fair to Jameis Winston. Yeah, he, he's he got he got he got LASIK eye yeah. surgery. <laughs> he's he a new guy. He played really well before he tore his ACL. He's a new guy, but uh, it's just like. I mean, looking at how many weapons that Tampa Bay has, you kind like you can't just throw in like an inexperienced rookie quarterback out there because um, he's not getting as many first team reps. He's not getting his like stuff that's kind of stuff in practice. So he doesn't have the relationship. He doesn't have the experience. And if I'm somebody like Chris Godwin, and I'm thinking like I can either get paid and to return to the Bucks or and play with a quarterback like Kyle Trask, where we where we're really uncertain, or I could play with. Uh, I can go to another team, still get probably the similar amount of money, and go play with a better team, better quarterback. Because uh, Tampa Bay, we really don't know how they're going to fare. Because um, even Rob Gronkowski or something like that, like he said, um, like he, uh, like basically, he's not going to really want to play if Tom Brady's not his coach. So, or if Tom Brady's not his quarterback. So, it's just like 
Tom Brady losing Tom Brady is like a huge domino effect, and like it's going to impact people like Rob Gronkowski because remember Gronk retired, came back because Tom Brady was playing, so it's just like it, it's it's a huge domino effect, and you can't just throw somebody like Kyle Trask out there and yeah. expect the Bucks to continue to compete at the same level that they did this year and last year. So yeah, this this uh, this move. I mean, there was a lot of parity in the league this year. You had a lot of teams like winning and at a like playing at a high level for most of the season but this is gonna add a lot like a whole new dimension because that nfc south is now wide open again oh yeah yeah like, um, teams like atlanta teams like, teams Carolina, like, like atlanta, new orleans, new orleans atlanta literally had no roster talent at all outside of like kyle pitts cordell patterson matt ryan and then great like grady jared on the defense. yeah and they turned it into a competitive and they, season and they and they were in they were they were competitive for long stretches of the season because of their head coach arthur smith and the way oh, he was yeah. able to just literally make something out of absolutely nothing. Like he turned Russell Gage into yeah. wide receiver one after Calvin yeah. Ridley left. And this, the, like the, the, like I'm saying, the NFC South is going to be very interesting to look at because Carolina, uh, who knows what they're voting <laughs> Who knows there. what Carolina's they're, doing? But they're kind of expected to be like in the bottom of that division. <laughs> but oh uh, so they're like, besides Carolina, you got New Orleans who's going to have to adjust because they're like negative 60, 80 million, something like that in cap space. So they're going to have to bring their roster down and they just lost Sean Payton. Oh yeah, <laughs> Sean Payton yeah. retired. They don't have their coach. They don't anyway. have a head coach. So, so they'll be searching for a new coach. But um, so there, there's uncertainty with Carolina. There's uncertainty with uh, New Orleans. We're going to see if maybe Atlanta can return to the top of the throne in that division. And then now that Tom, if, if Tom Brady is te- is truly retired, uh, the Tampa Bay is going to be competing at a very similar level as to those other three teams. So um, this this so-called retirement because we still don't know if it's completely true tom brady hasn't confirmed it yet neither is his family or his, his uh companies or anything like that it's not truly confirmed yet although it was broken by adam Schefter yesterday but if this is truly the end for the goat it's it's going to be an entirely different league. tampa bay buccaneers team in it, 2022 yeah, and it's gonna be an entirely different league too oh yeah I mean, you had Patrick Mahomes as like the face of the NFL, but it was it was kind of it was mostly. It's as long as Brady's in the league, it's 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 still still, his league. Still, it's still his league. And uh, we've we've seen plenty of young stars like Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar, Josh Allen, all these names that are playing um, at the top of the game and have the ability to uh, play similar to Tom Brady does, and like. Not Tom, say- Tom Brady was still up there with them yeah, guys. He and, was still up yeah. there with Justin Herbert, yeah. Josh Allen. He was still going like step for step with them. He, he beat Josh Allen yeah. this year too. Yeah. So to be at like be at forty four and still playing like that is pretty impressive. Yeah. And it's just kind of it's kind of going to be weird seeing the league without Tom Brady. Yeah, and as close as like Patrick Mahomes is to having like a similar kind of like he like he's very young and he's he's made the conference championship four out of the four seasons he started, but we're still we're still like. Like if somebody would say Patrick Holmes is going to be as good as Tom Brady, you'd just laugh because it's so hard to. I will. I have my own opinion, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, the the general person would be like, it's so hard to replace what Tom Brady's done for this league, and I just think if this is truly the end, uh, we're going to be seeing a, like a completely different league in this in twenty twenty two, and it's, it's really going to be hard to replicate um, the type of success that he had. Yeah, that's um, true. That being said, we kind of got some of the NFL breaking news out of the way. Um, I think we should probably switch gears here and talk some NBA basketball because let's do. We got we got a very interesting, very 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 interesting um, topic to discuss today. We had uh, the NBA All Star uh, starters. Yeah, they revealed yeah. um, on Thursday night uh, the East and the West uh, both had five All Stars named um, to be their starters, and they will obviously get drafted into the, uh, poll with team captain, uh, the team captains that we will name in a second. Um, but I say, let's start with the, uh, the less, 
elephant uh, in the room, the, let's say. Let's start with the – I think we should say that. Let's start with the less controversial conference right now. Uh, the NBA Eastern All-Stars, the starters were named. So we'll kind of go guards and front court here. So uh, the two guards for the Eastern Conference were named DeMar DeRozan and Trey Young. So do you agree with those decisions? Yeah. I mean, the only argument for the other guard is James Harden, but he's hurt, and Darius Garland, but... Yeah, but I mean, both those guys, respectively, James Harden and Garland will probably be reserves. They'll, uh, they'll, end, up, they'll end up being all-star reserves. All-star, in the grand scheme of things, all-star starters aren't really that, like, yeah. like big. They, they play the same amount of minutes as reserves. Basically, but it's still kind of like, still kind of like, like still kind of a yeah. big deal at the same time. It's acknowledging that you're the best, like you're the you're, you're the, playing the best you're right now best, out of everybody else in that or position, supposedly. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> we will get to that in um, a little bit. And then the front court is uh, Embiid, Giannis, and Kevin Durant. No arguments there. Embiid's yeah. literally playing the ba- best basketball of his career. Yeah. Embiid's on a some kind of tear. I, I honestly don't know. Me being a Sixers fan, I absolutely love seeing Embiid yeah. playing like this. Yeah. We're third in the we're third in the East now because of the way Embiid's playing. Like yeah. he'll ha- like an off night for him is twenty nine points now exactly like they they were the sixers were struggling a little bit uh to start the season and they kind of went yeah, a little hot they were, they were five they were 500 without them and yeah. now we're 30 and now yeah. they're 30 and 19 yeah january has been Embiid's month there's no debate that he shouldn't be there and then like when you look at uh another fellow like i i agree that joe Embiid's probably an MVP candidate right now and then if you look uh aside him you got Giannis. Giannis, who, who's he, <laughs> He he plays like an MVP for like the last like four years right for, now. Yeah, for the last he's what's it? If it weren't for like voter fatigue and people not wanting to vote for the same player, he probably yeah. would have three straight MVPs yeah. right now. Like that's how good he is, and that's how much of an impact he has on his team. Now the Bucks are not playing as well as they did last year in their championship no. season. No, I think I, they're maybe thirty and twenty right now. I think they're second in the East. Yeah, or, behind, behind the. Yeah. Uh, uh, the, they're behind. No, behind they, it's, the it's the Heat, Bulls, and then oh, Heat, I think Sixers. Heat, Heat, Bulls, yeah. Sixers, and then uh, I think the Bucks are the slip- Bucks or like the Cavs. No, the Cavs. I think the Cavs oh, are even fourth. Yeah. So I mean, the the like a team like the Bucks. I think they're honestly fifth in the conference right now. Um, but they've also dealt with a couple injuries. They're, yeah, the, the Bucks are fifth in the conference. Eastern Eastern uh, conference standings is Heat, Bulls, Sixers, Cavs at four, Bucks at five, Nets at six, Hornets at seven. I didn't realize they had twenty eight yeah. uh, wins. Raptors eight. Celtics nine and Hawks are tenth, and then those are yeah. the rest of the teams aren't in the plan. Yeah, so like, what, what a time we're in right now. I mean, yeah, uh, like going back to the Bucks, they've they've struggled a little bit because Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday have been pretty much absent. Um, and I mean, they when they're on the floor, they're making an impact, no, but when, they've been when they've been injured. The floor, it's just it's just um, Drew Holiday's probably playing. We will. Kind of, he's kind of contradicting that, but Drew Holiday's playing pretty well. Chris Middleton's yeah. playing pretty well. It's just that there's a lot of parity and there's a lot yeah. of teams competing. For the top yeah. spot or the top spots in the East, yeah, because you have sit. What's it? Seven seed seven through uh, one one to seven. One is to just, seven is incredibly close right yeah. now. We've the last time we've seen this is like I can't even remember. So like it's just and the the when the Bucks are playing healthy, when Middleton, Holiday, and Giannis are all on the court together, they, they, they are, play fantastic they, basketball. They are probably the best team but, in the East when they're all on the court. But the problem is right now they haven't been that way because of injuries, uh, COVID protocols, and all that. Like they they just have not been on the court healthy altogether. And it's a team game. You yeah. know how much Giannis carries the team without uh, his uh, without the other without his other teammates on the floor. Yeah. It's still a team game at the end of the day. Yeah, and then when you look at uh, another very similar team to their situation, the Brooklyn Nets, uh, where injuries have killed them. Yeah, Kevin Durant. He's the Eastern captain, so he will be drafting a team uh, along with the Western captain. But uh, he's not even—he's not even going to be playing in the All-Star game because of his injury. And uh, the, the Nets are six in the in the conference right now. It's hard because 
pretty much seems like every night they play, they only have one of their stars, whether it's Harden, Irving, or when Durant was healthy, they pretty much only had one of their stars playing. And that's been the, that's been like the definition of this experiment that they took because when they pulled the trigger for Harden last year, and then when they signed Durant and Irving in um, free agency in 2019, uh, Irving didn't play for that entire... He played like 22 games. Yeah. KD played played zero that first year because of his Achilles tear. And it's just like... The Brooklyn Nets, if they're all healthy, I think everybody knows that this that team is lethal and they are pretty much going to compete for a championship regardless. I'm going to go off on a little tangent here along with the like with that kind of like just swerving away from the all-star starters for a second. If the Brooklyn Nets don't win a championship, I think I think that is the biggest failure in NBA history. I mean, this You have 3 of like the top 10 play or the 3 of the top 15, 20 players from like this past 10 years. And you still can't win a championship. Like, regardless of injuries and all that, like, if you can't win a champion- championship with three, of, with those guys, with all of those guys, it's it's going to be the biggest failure in NBA history. Because you, cause it's, it's just kind of, it's insane to me. Hey, you have two top ten guys and then Kyrie Irving, who's still one of the better players in the NBA, and not win a championship. Even with, like, the, with like teams like the Heat and the Bulls, like, ahead of you right now. Even Cleveland. Even, even Cleveland. Cleveland's ahead of... The Nets right now, yeah, and it's just kind of it's kind of silly how this team hasn't gotten their stuff together, and they're just kind of a mess right now. Yeah. Even when they're playing on the floor, obviously they're incredibly dangerous, but they're they're a mess right now, and it kind of seems like no one's talking about it. Yeah, I see what you're saying because uh, I mean, when you have three top fifteen players in the NBA and like on one team, uh, it's literally championship or bust for you because it doesn't matter who's surrounding you. That if you have three literal nba all-stars you were supposed NBA, to all nba all nba type talent yeah you're supposed to compete for a championship regardless of who else or who your coaches are or anything like that but in terms of biggest failures it, it kind of goes back to that OKC, okc okc team that we had with russell westbrook and kevin durant and even james harden in the early days they yeah, couldn't no, win a championship and then, you, and then you look again with russell what russell westbrook paul george and carmel yeah you're supposed to be a big three yeah that doesn't even pale in comparison yeah. to the failure that this is going to be. Even though, even with the Clippers, they have Kawhi and Paul George. Yeah, they still don't have a. They don't still. Ha- they still don't have another All NBA guy on that team. Yeah. Even though they've been disappointing, well, because of injuries and stuff like yeah. that. And that's. It's just. It's sad that that they yeah. can't win with all of these guys because yeah. they have. They still have help. They have Patty Mills playing pretty well. Lamarcus mm-hmm. Aldridge, who came out of retirement yeah. to ring chase Blake. Well, I mean Blake Griffin was out of the rotation. But still, these they have good guys around him, Nick Claxton, and it's just it's just kind of it's just kind of sad, and it's just kind of weird to me how they haven't took taken that next step to yeah. be a true championship contender. Yeah, it's funny, like saying all these names in like 2015 or something. You're like, how is that team not better? But kind of going back to like the All Star, uh, like to the NBA All Stars that we were naming, um, it's just like. The, the name of the league right now is injuries and health and safety protocols. That is that if you're telling me one narrative to define the season, I would say that because uh, we like it's not just Kevin Durant, James Harden, Kyrie Irving not playing. There's people like Kawhi Leonard not playing. Paul George is hurt. Uh, the Bulls, the, the, the second seed of Bulls have never been healthy either, like either like Zach Levine's yeah. hurt or um, I know Lonzo Ball's hurt right Lonzo now. Lonzo Ball's hurt after. So. Yeah. So like there, there, there's all of these players like on every team. And, and then there's people like not even playing like Ben Simmons. So like 
the name of the league this year is like is, is, is player is star is, is star players especially not even playing, not playing. and it, and going back to the all star argument it allows for people to step up and it allows for different kind of uh, excitement in the league which is nice and it, it kind of shows uh, we kind of have different all stars this year than yeah. what we're used to Demar Derozan I don't yeah know. Uh, I don't remember him being an all star starter ever I mean, he's had all star yeah. appearances before when he was to Toronto yeah but this is like kind of the first year I mean people were calling Demar Derozan the worst all season signing all season signing and now the and Bulls now the Bulls were are were first in the East up until like a week ago, so yeah, um, it, it's really cool and like even like Trey Young stepping in and and people like that, uh, it's really cool to see. Um, so and and if we if we go to the Western Conference, you're really going to see what we mean here because uh, there's there's there is at least an oddball here to say, but uh, <laughs> we'll start with the the least the controversial backcourt. part Sorry, again, the backcourt. Uh, back so we have the. Uh, the other captain, so it's it's Team LeBron versus Team Durant. Yeah, LeBron should be LeBron LeBron. James, without a doubt, should be the I, captain. What, what is, bro, year nineteen. I like. I don't want to be like like one of those LeBron like meat riders or anything. <laughs> no, like that. it's it, it doesn't even it's matter. Year nineteen, and he's absolutely carrying this bum Lakers squad just just to survive. He has to put up like a thirty point triple double every time just for them to be in a game. He's putting up thirty points and they're not even winning half. And their they're games. not even winning half the time. And, and right now they're 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 in the play in because the 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 West is like the, well, the West is extremely the, the ten seed yeah. and below is just uh, it, it's not even teams that are deserving to be in that spot, but. Um, LeBron is playing some of the best basketball of his career yeah, right now. Yeah, it's his nineteenth yeah, season, and and so what if they they have a five hundred record? It, 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 like you look at some of the things Westbrook's doing. Anthony Davis has barely even played. Another well, Anthony Davis came back. He yeah. played really well. Yes, so. but when he's not, the Lakers they don't suck. win. They and don't win. The, the, Anthony Davis is another star player. How we we're talking about with injury, that's not even playing. So it's just like LeBron, the amount that he has to do. In order for this team to succeed, and he's still putting up like thirty still, point games, he's and they're like still not even winning. Still not even winning. Like at, at, at is, that point, is, well, the thing is, is Westbrook gonna step up? Because he kind of looks like he kind of looks like the worst off season yeah. mood of move of all time. Like Lakers fans are like are probably one of the most toxic fans because yes. they made this Westbrook trade happen. Like Rob Palenka obviously pulled the trigger yeah. and all that. But they're the ones who wanted to move on, move off, move uh move away from Kuzma, yeah. Montrezarel, um, all those guys. Yeah. I mean they were they were the one they, were the, they moved off to Washington. They were the what's it, the one seed at one point. Now yeah. they're kinda yeah. now they're out, outside the plane right yeah. now. But But it, it's just uh, sorry to cut you off there, but it's it's funny to me because People like Kyle Kuzma. People like Montrezl Harrell. Like they were All very, right. very solid pieces. Yeah, Montrezl Harrell was Sixth Man of the Year yeah. with the uh, with the Clippers, and then he spent one season with the Lakers. Yeah, like where he is now. And yeah, shipped off. I know. In my opinion, Kyle Kuzma is very overhated too as a player, and it's and just Caruso like, too. Exactly, Caruso is another solid piece there. Um, who got who signed with the Bulls this offseason for agency, but. When you take a look at who the Lakers had last year as the reserves and people uh, who they, they have yeah, now, yeah, they, they were they were a playoff team. If, if Anthony Davis wasn't injured, wasn't injured, they probably beat that Suns team. Yeah, well, they don't probably, but they have a better shot. Oh, much better shot. And it's just like if you if you ask any NBA fan now, they're gonna say I want. People like Montrezl Harrell, Alex Caruso, and Kyle Kuzma over people like DeAndre Jordan. Like DeAndre Jordan's not even playing. Yeah, like and, playing. and that just shows you how far they've come. Like people like DeAndre Jordan, people like uh, who else? They like Kent Bazemore is some of the people that they've signed, and in replacement to that, like I mean, I will give them credit for the Malik Monk signing. That was very nice. Yeah, but he, I would, he's, he's balling right I would still probably take like people like Kyle Kuzma and Caruso over him. So it's just like. The Lakers, their average age is like 30. No, they're the oldest team. They're, yeah. they're basically the and, retirement. And when you look at how much LeBron has to do, and, and he's still getting criticized for it. <laughs> it's just like... That's a crazy part. At this point, he's like, I don't, I don't care. 
like we're gonna get to other people in the West, but I don't care. Like at that point, he's got to be your captain, no matter how, yeah. how many people are. All right, let's circle back. Let's circle back to the yeah. rest of the All Stars. The other front so, court member yeah. that, or the other front court members that he has, um, Jokic. We'll get to the um, <laughs> the other one, but yeah. then the, the uh, backcourt Steph Curry and uh, John Morant. John Morant. How about John Morant? John Morant. Morant. I, I love watching him play, dude. He, uh, he's, he's insane. He, uh, he if they were on TV every single night, I'd watch every single night because John, John, every time he plays is must see TV, and he still delivers every night. Yeah, he still he still delivers. Like, every he night. puts up like a forty point game every week. He he average he's averaging close to like twenty six points per game. He's so absolutely it's, balling. Those it's, those I do I if I when it comes down to the playoffs, I would not want to play the, that. Grizzlies yeah, the, the Grizzlies are third seed in the East right now, and. It's, in the West, in the West, and, and the, I mean, sorry, in the West. So, like, when you look at them last year, they made the play in and stuff. But I mean, they, they beat the they beat Steph Curry in the yeah. Play-in. But uh, and they, they did make the playoffs, and now we're we're truly getting to see how much of a star John Morant is because and the team the team that they got around him, Desmond Bain stepped up. Yeah, Jaren oh, Jackson Desmond Jr. Bain is playing really well. Desmond Bain's got a like a most improved player type of campaign, and yeah. Jaron Jackson Jr. is a very is the perfect player to put alongside John Morant. Yeah. So when you look at the Grizzlies team that they have right now, it doesn't flash you with star talent. No, nah, it, it, they're not the flash. I mean, well, John Morant is fla- probably the most flashiest player yeah. in the NBA, but it's just not a it's not a flashy team because they're in a small market. Yeah. This is the great. Like, this is this, this is literally the this is the grit and grind Grizzlies. That's Grizzlies. what I was just about to yeah. say. Like when you look back at the Mike Conley Marcus All era, it's just like but this yeah, is, this is just a new, this yeah. is a new, uh, newer, newer Grizzlies team. I'm glad to see it. The, uh, the, the, the props to the Grizzlies, man, because they they deserve <laughs> they this. They have a well built team. They they made like no no like big splash yeah. trades or no like everybody was counting them out. Like they're all yeah, oh, they're no, a playing no, team no huge, or something. No huge free agent signings. They've just uh, been. They've just what's it. Collected their um, collected their players through the draft, yeah. gotten really good talent through the draft, and now we're seeing it fully fledged. And they still got a huge championship window. This is their first oh yeah, season. oh this is this is their first yeah. season in terms of like competing for a championship, and the, and that window is already open for them. I mean, they're competing with some of the best in the West. So, um, I do want to touch on uh, another MVP candidate that we we said made it, uh, Nikola Jokic. Nikola Jokic, bro, he, he is, is having he's having the most efficient the most efficient season in NBA history. We thought we thought last year's MVP season was crazy. He's playing even he's better play, this year. He's playing even better than he was last year. Like you, I mean, it, uh, let's let's be. I'm gonna I'm gonna be real. I think this is real. If Embiid did not get hurt last year, he's probably the MVP. But that's a that's a whole different story. But Jokic is playing some in real basketball. I I think he's probably doing a bigger carry job than LeBron is doing yeah. with the oh, uh, yeah. the Lakers. And like, Jamal Murray's no, out right no, now. No Jamal Murray. Michael Porter Jr. No, Michael Porter Jr. was like trash, and then he got injured for the year. Yeah, and they, they, they're if you look at the team around Jokic, <laughs> what Facundo Campazzo as his point yeah, guard. Yeah, yeah, he's putting up a triple double every single night. Yeah, and that's with pretty much without exaggeration. And, and, and he's just put, he's just put, he's just putting up that he's putting yeah. up that regularly. He's like it's it's almost like we're seeing a modern day version of Will Chamberlain. Obviously, he's not like crazy athletic or anything. Oh yeah, he's, it, he's it, just it, using his 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 IQ and it's just like, yeah. Yeah. He's just finding he's just finding ways to better his team. His his knowledge for the game is what makes him the best like one of the best players one of the in the best league. Players. Probably because, the best center in the NBA. Yeah, because he he's just not he, like his physical appearance. You you look at him and he's like he's a basketball player, but that's the MVP. That's the reigning that, MVP. That's the reigning MVP. And I, yeah, this Nuggets team wasn't great, but as of recent, I think they've won six or seven straight, and this team is really starting to turn it on here. Yeah, because they're seven and three in their last ten games. Like, they, they were like they were. I'm thinking we're outside the plan at one point in the season. Now yeah, they are the sixth. Now they're the sixth seed, and they're competing for. They're, they're going to keep moving up because Jokic is winning them games, and it's just it, it's incredible. He like like you said, he's probably doing a better job of carrying his team right now than LeBron is. Um, but. 
it's just like it's just so great to have a story like that because uh, it, if it's his, he's finally not going under the radar like his first couple his first couple breakout seasons in well, Denver. Yeah, he was a he was, he was like pick fifty four of yeah. like the twenty fourteen NBA draft or something like that. Yeah. And it took him it took him a while, but now he's like completely yeah. fully developed into one of the best and, one of the top five yeah. players. In the and NBA. we only we only talk about his last two seasons, but this man's like a three or four time All Star. Like he's been oh, yeah. he's, he's been he's, doing he's, this. He's been doing this. So um, you can't hate yeah. the Joker. So we have LeBron, Morant, Jokic, and then the other. Person we talked on is Steph Curry. Uh, he's having. He's ha- uh, he was Steph, having. Steph Curry was was the probably was well. The, he was getting all the MVP up at the beginning of the season. But where where is he gone? He's yeah. completely fell off. He's a cliff. he's had some like I mean we say fell off a cliff. He's still getting twenty points a night. Yeah, but like as of as of recent. <laughs> but uh, he he has a couple good games in there. But ever since he broke that three point record, he's kind of even when it was even yeah. when he was shooting for that three point. Record, he was he, he was, was kind of he's, he's been in a slump since like. Like December, yeah, and seeing how many games the Warriors have on TV, like you, you catch him, like he's pretty you much see playing. him miss all these yeah. shots, and it's just like, where did he go? Because he's kind of just like he's. It seems like when you watch him every night, he's kind of forcing more shots than he needs to. He's he's still playmaking for his team pretty well, but like he's his his shot selection and his shot and making have been the two biggest issues for him. But I mean. Besides that, there's that, there's, that, there's like there's no debate that he's not an all star and not an all star starter he, he, right now. He should be he should be an all star, but he should be out he's outside of that he's, MVP conversation. Yeah, he, is, he's yeah. a he's the prime example of what it looks like to sell an MVP. <laughs> like, he's that's that's yeah. the prime example. He had such a strong campaign to start the year, but um, he, he, he's played much it, better well, last there, year. There is a whole there is a whole season there yeah. is a whole season to go. I mean, and it's hard to argue the success because the Warriors are second. Warriors in the are second. Right and second. They were first. In the they, West. They, they're having a, like I don't think anybody really predicted the Warriors to be this good. I mean, I knew we knew people, they, people were like I, I what I said I, I saw them as like a fourth seed, fourth yeah, and fifth seed. Yeah. We no, we right. we knew they were going to be better than last year. Um, but th- to see this kind of success this fast was kind of crazy. Yeah, and like they they've dealt they, with they, but in the, in the absence of Steph Curry's and unreal like like. In the absence of him not making shots, there have been other guys to step up yeah. for that Warriors like, team. Like Jordan, Jordan Poole, Draymond, and then the— Draymond's playing really well. Yeah. I d- this is where I want to transition to the last all-star um, in the West. Andrew Wiggins is an all-star <laughs> starter. <laughs> I'm, what I, the I, hell? I know how much uh, Leo likes to uh, wants I, to touch on this, so I'm gonna let you talk I, for a little I, bit. I, I, I'm, I'm just gonna say this: what these Warriors fans got to be the biggest clowns in the NBA. <laughs> how did they, how did they let an, uh, like a, a career role player, a career role player, be an All Star starter? I know it's not gonna matter in like five years or ever anything, like him being an All Star starter, and it's just not gonna matter. But like for the time being, are you serious, Andrew, Rig- Andrew Wiggins? He's not even he's not even the most deserving front court person on his team to be an all star starter. Draymond is way more valuable than he does, even though he's not the most flashiest guy, or he's not he's not like lighting up the box score or anything like that. He's more deserving of an all star starter appearance than Andrew Wiggins. I mean, sure, Andrew Wiggins could have been like a fringe all star, but because of the the fan vote and all these weird Warriors fans wanting to vote Andrew Goddamn Wiggins into the freaking all star game, <laughs> now we're just sitting here like. What that? What like? What is what is going on? Carl Anthony Towns way more deserving. Rudy Gobert way more deserving. All there's a bunch of guys that you could have put in that are way more deserving of an All Star appearance, All Star starter appearance than Andrew Wiggins. And there's there's one thing I wanted to touch on. Um, we we talked about Desmond Bain a little bit, but uh, I just wanna just wanna do a quick comparison. <laughs> I, I know exactly. What I just wanna do up. a quick comparison really quick. So. Andrew Wiggins versus Desmond Bain. Andrew Wiggins is averaging 18 points a game, while Desmond Bain is averaging 17.8 uh, points a game. 
They're both averaging about four rebounds, but Desmond Bain's averaging uh, 4.4, while Wiggins is averaging 4.2. Uh, Desmond Bain averages more assists. He averages more steals. He has a higher true shooting percentage, and he has a higher box plus minus. So if you want to compare someone to Andrew Wiggins, Desmond Bain is that comparison. And, and, and another guy I thought was the equivalent of voting Andrew Wiggins, Andrew Wiggins as an all-star starter is like imagine Tobias Harris being an all-star starter and the outlash that people would have True. for for Tobias Harris being an all-star starter. But it's kind of wild to me. The fan vote kind of ruined the uh, all-star experience because, you know, you want to see players get recognized. And no shade to Andrew Wiggins. He's playing probably the most, like, efficient season. Obviously, he's not, like, scoring it's as the much. the best basketball of his career. It's probably the best basketball of his career, even though he's not scoring as much as he was in Minnesota. This is probably his best season as an NBA player. Yeah. And he should get he should get recognition for it, Man. but not this much recognition. Yeah. And it, and you saw with the fan vote, and this is kind of a tangent, just I'm kind of getting all my opinions. <laughs> this is why I let here. you talk about it first. This is why I'm getting all my opinions out here. The fan <laughs> vote kind of ruined this all-star thing and the Pro Bowl. Like like Lamar Jackson, as much as I love the guy, as much as I want him to be a great quarterback in the NFL. How is he making the Pro Bowl yeah. over Josh Allen? Yeah. It doesn't make sense. That, that's like a whole that's different a, that's, topic. That's a whole, that's a, but just, just the, fans, the fan vote is a whole but, different thing yeah. in itself because you want to see players who are deserving of these positions get recognized. But Andrew Wiggins just shouldn't be an all-star yeah. starter, and that's, that's where I'm leaving it. So here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to look at both sides of this, okay? So first, the first thing I want to say is the, like, I do agree with you that having the fan vote have as much of an impact as it does. Because, yeah, the fans should be able to vote, but... It's what, it's what like... It's, it's like 50%, and it's then like, the media is 25, yeah. and the players are 25. So you're having NBA fans, who are some of the most <laughs> crazy people, account... Just take, just take a look at Twitter for, like, five minutes, yeah. and you'll see. Like, you're having them account for 50% of who gets in the All-Star game. To me, I think it should be maybe like a ten percent, like, like a fifteen, twenty-five percent. Because you look, like you look at you look at a marketing perspective. There's different cities, different markets that have much larger. Yeah, and, like, and there's there's players who get tons of media recognition. Yeah. but and naturally they, because they play in bigger markets. Because they play in bigger markets, but players who should be recognized, like Carl Anthony Towns and yeah. Rudy Gobert, who play in very very small markets, aren't getting the recognition yeah. that they deserve. So like, you can even look at like Instagram followers, for example. The Warriors have like twenty million. Yeah, or the most Instagram followers on the planet. And so you or naturally. No, and, and the area they're in and the amount of success they've had recently just propels the amount of fans that they have. So that's what I'll say about the fan vote is it's kind of ridiculous that it weighs that much and it has that much of an impact on who gets in. But I will I, – I know – this is why I let Leo ram on first because I know how much he was mad at the decision. Uh, well, it's, it's, not, it's, not that, it's, it's not that mad. It's just why. Yeah. Just why. I can understand that. But – just be, to provide some transparency for this show, I'm going to... Oh, yeah, yeah. We, we have our opinions, but we don't want to be yeah. too... I'll, I'll, I'll praise Andrew Wiggins a little bit before I talk about why I kind of disagree with the decision as well. Um, to me, it's kind of like, even though there's people that were more deserving, like Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert, people at his exact position, it was kind of hard to find replacements for. And I know... Oh, yeah, because we'll, yeah, there's a bunch of people yeah. injured. Paul you're, you're playing like... If you, if you have that, you're playing like... If you put in like a Rudy Gobert or Carl Anthony Towns, you're playing two true centers. Yeah, but it's an all-star game. True. 
but seeing somebody like Rudy Gobert wouldn't be as nearly as exciting. Yeah, I think. And, I, <laughs> yeah, it's it's. Not, I mean, yeah. And I don't want to discredit. I don't, yeah. I don't think Andrew Wiggins is also the most exciting yeah. thing you could do. I, but I don't want to discredit Rudy Gobert. But he's not as he's probably more least exciting than Andrew Wiggins. So. <laughs> yeah, because he's just a. And I, I know it's the All Star game. I know we're trying to vote in like how much of a fan enjoyment thing it is, and trying to incorporate the fans especially, but. When you look at when you look at Andrew Wiggins, kind of the people behind him, it, it's it, it, it's a little harder because people like, he's a small forward, so people like Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, um, like, yeah, aren't playing. Even like an Anthony Davis aren't even like playing because they're hurt. Yeah, but Anthony Davis probably more yeah, deserving. Yeah, so it's just like it's kind of hard to put in people behind him, and he's when you watch a Warriors game. You kind of see when, when, especially when there was no Clay Thompson, especially now that there's no Draymond Green right now. Now the spotlight was on Jordan Poole. Yeah, it, but you also saw kind of like a Steph Curry, Jordan Poole, Andrew Wiggins type thing. Andrew Wiggins was his pure second option on that team. Yeah, he was a second and option. And he's, he's, I mean, his stats are 18 points per game, uh, 4.3 uh, re, yeah, rebounds per game, and 2.1 assists. So his scoring is definitely there. And then, um, like, it's it just, it's it just, like, it's it's kind of like, yeah, he probably deserves to be an all-star, but he probably doesn't deserve to be a starter in that role. So... Uh, like when you look at when you look at the all star starters, like I would probably like I would probably say Anthony Davis or something like that could probably get into the like the starter the starter role because putting somebody like Andrew Wiggins in that position uh, to be a starter is kind of just crazy to me. Um, he he, I I would probably say based on like I was saying the people behind him, he probably deserves to be a all star in general. But to be a starter and to have the fan vote account for how much that he for how much recognition that he's got for like a kind of like a like a fringe all-star type player season um i think putting him in there is kind of ridiculous and to me there's there's more people kind of deserving than that and i think that's kind of just how um how much the fans have an impact but i think i think we've talked enough about andrew wiggins and talked about about the nba all-stars um, I think we got to con- transition back to the. Uh, Let's go to the NFL. The NFL the because NFL. It, it's cha- it's championship weekend right now. Uh, we're seeing a lot of uh, head coaching opportunities start to fill up. A lot of rumors circulating around. So I think what we're going to do real quick before we go into like our championship Sunday predictions, which we will get to in a little bit, uh, we want to touch a little bit on how uh, some of the recent uh, rumors and some of the recent hirings because there have been some hirings in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, I think we should start with the New York Giants hiring Brian Dabble, the uh, the former Bills coordinator, as their head coach. What do you think of this hire, Leo? Um. Well, they also hired Joe Shone or Joe Shane. Yeah, as their GM. The, as their GM. I really like this move. Um. Although I think Brian Flores would probably been the better option. I'm real. Brian Dabble was probably the second best option they could have gone with, and they got a really good GM. GM uh, head coach partnership because the the finally the Bills have yeah finally um, I think I think this puts the Giants um, I think they're heading in the right direction now after probably the probably one of the worst five year stretches of a team oh can God. have uh, <laughs> after that infamous boat picture yeah um, but uh, <laughs> everybody knows about that everyone, yeah, everyone yeah everyone knows about that I think this is a good hire for the Giants I think it's a really good uh, – I think they're heading in the right direction, as I said before. I don't know what this means for Daniel Jones. I don't know what this means for the players because you still have a whole offseason to go through. 
but I really like the hiring. I'll um if we're gonna give it a grade, I'd give it like a like a solid B plus or an A. Yeah. I mean, looking at the Giants right now, they're kind of in a little bit of a sticky situation. I mean, Dan- there's a lot of uncertainty around Daniel Jones, and for the right reason, he hasn't really proved that he's like a he's a quality starter in this league. Part of it is due to the past coaching he's had, like Joe Judge. We probably shouldn't even count it. Yeah, and, like, and the, just the poor roster management. Yeah, they had. he's had no weapons. He's had no coaching like. Uh, culture well, they, around they, him. They tried to sign Kenny Galladay, but we see we saw how that turned out. So yeah, so he got zero touchdowns. He got paid like sixteen million dollars. So <laughs> get paid like a top ten guy. That, at that point, it's the system he's in. But I feel like giving that they're they're uh, taking in like a better culture here with Brian Dabble. He still got a lot to work to do. Do not get me wrong here. He's got a ton of work to do. Now, this I think I think right right now. This this next this upcoming season is going to be Daniel Jones' make or break season. Yeah, if he can't perform, yeah, he's got to go to the door. Get a new quarterback. Yeah, if but he, if he does play well, then you you know yeah, you give him a you give him another chance. I think if you think they found something, then they roll with him. But yeah, I think this is the this is the right guy for. If Daniel, Daniel if Daniel Jones is going to have success in the Giants in general, which you, he has he has pretty decent athleticism for you know. For for uh well Daniel Jones has pretty decent athleticism and you know uh Brian Dabble coming from that Bills offense seeing what he did with Josh Allen turning him into one of probably one of the best quarterbacks in in the game right now it's gonna be uh I think I think it's gonna be interesting interesting to see what happens with the Giants uh over the next coming year but I really like the hiring yeah. and as I said I'll, I'm gonna give it a B plus yeah rating I would have to agree there uh the next team we want to talk about is a pretty interesting one the Denver Broncos, Denver Broncos. they are in a they're they're in a better situation than the Giants obviously but they're kind of in a situation where they don't they're have a kind, quarterback they're kind of like a quarterback away their defense is their defense for, is really good since the Peyton Manning era their defense has been the top in the league and some of the top some in the, the league top, yeah so secondary they very nice they hired Packers coordinator Nathaniel Hackett does that mean what I love I love this hiring does that mean they that, might yeah. bring some Aaron Rodgers Devontae Adams type of blood over to Denver I don't know I don't know um that's also one of the reasons why I like this hiring you saw what well Nathaniel Hackett I, I, I it, it it may like it, it kind of seemed like it was Matt LaFleur's offense in Green Bay but um Nathaniel Hackett coming from that Green Bay coaching staff Seeing what that offense was able to do, even without Devontae Adams, without Aaron Jones, it's the probably the perfect hiring for yeah. this team. Maybe he can turn if if Andrew if Andrew if Andrew if Aaron Rodgers doesn't <laughs> cut, like come over and they don't get Devontae Adams. I I I think it would be pretty interesting to see what he could do with Drew Locke and uh, with that wide receiver with that very talented wide receiver wide receiver room they have with yeah. Jerry Judy, Tim Gordon Patrick, Sutton, Gordon Tim, Sutton. Tim, Tim, Tim Patrick, and the running back room they have. Uh, oh yeah, it's, it's, it's underrated. Javante Williams is going to be a star. Javante so. Williams was really really decent in his first uh, season. He didn't he wasn't able to take the reins. Yeah, away from Melvin Gordon, but he showed so much he, promise. He showed a lot of promise. Yeah, this, this Denver Broncos team—they're interesting, and like I was saying, they're kind of like a quarterback away. And it doesn't have to be like a like a franchise guy right now. But Drew Locke clearly hasn't proven that he's he's good enough. If or, Derek Carr decides to leave, yeah, yeah, he like that, like like a, like yeah. if they had like a Derek Carr type player, that's perfect for them. But they've and especially this last couple of years, we've seen that Drew Locke, Teddy Bridgewater, like anyone else, they, they pretty much they brought just in. Ha- they haven't found the solution. They're not they're not good enough, and they're kind of just experiments. But um, I think this hire really opens up the door because 
they're they're real they're complete on defense. We already know that. Yeah, they they don't need to worry about the defense. Yeah, maybe some depth at uh, linebacker. You know, try to yeah. fill in the hole with Von Miller leaving. Yeah, but even but, their defense is pretty much perfect. Um, they, they probably have one of the most complete rosters in the yeah. NFL, but they're missing a quarterback. They're missing the most important piece. And I think Nathaniel Hackett sets up this Broncos team for a major play in free agency, or just a just sets it sets them up for success. Yeah. Whether it be immediate or future success, yeah, and he uh, he's an offensive coordinator, if I'm not mistaken. So yes, he's he he's gonna bring he's gonna bring flavor to that offense that needs it. And uh, he's got like we were saying, he's got a great O line to protect his QB. He's got a great um, great receiver core that uh, that's really gonna help him out there and really gonna like if they, if they can get a competent quarterback there, Denver's gonna be scary, and we're gonna seriously need to start watching out for them. Um, but uh, we're so gonna, moving on. Yeah, we're gonna transition to the NFC North. We had two teams hire their head coaches. Uh, Leo, who the Bears hire? Well, wait. So did the Vikings hire head coach or no? I think they did. Then. No, they didn't. Uh, the Vi- they sorry, the Vikings. So the Vikings didn't hire head coach, but they hired their GM. The Bears did. The, Bear, the Bears. The Bears hired, have hired uh, their head, head coach. coach Matt Eberflus, the defensive coordinator from the Indianapolis Colts. Um, nobody, was, nobody really knows about this guy. Leo. I would, well, I, I did. I didn't know who he was. Uh, I'm gonna be honest with you. I did not know who Matt Eberflus was, but uh, kind of did some research kind of saw what he had done in the past and so when he i think he was hired in either like 2019 or yeah tw- the off season of 2019 when he came into the near bus colts defense they were not a good defense pre pre 2020 they were yeah. pre 2019 they were not a good defense like they they i mean you, and now you see how much they've turned it around how much they turned and quickly they've turned it very around. very quickly because because what's it? In 2020, teams were giving up massive amounts of points, oh, yeah. and it kind of seemed like the Colts were the only like mark of consistency for defenses in the NFL. They played really well, really well this year too. Yeah, and so Matt Eberflus got those guys really coached, got or got those guys really well coached, really well disciplined. They turned Xavier Rhodes, who was burnt toast, <laughs> into. A pro bowl a good, corner, a good corner again yeah. uh, in 2020, and now he's a pretty decent corner. And you kind of see the talent that he has on that defense, like like Rocky. He's a, like Rocky, yeah. that cornerback. Yeah, it's, and it's kind of it's kind of crazy what he's able to do with you know not the like the the superstars on defense yeah. that we've seen like that we've seen. Yeah, I'm I'm just gonna make like a really quick comparison here before I transition back to the Bears, but uh, just like a little cross sport comparison here. This Colts, that Colts team that he, he was coordinating kind of reminds me of the Grizzlies. Like they have their star, John Morant, Jonathan Taylor, like kind of their, their guys. And yeah, then they, just, they don't have, they kind of have like what seems would be like role players around them that are really turning, like really providing the foundation around their stars. And so that's why I think this is like the perfect hire for Chicago because first of all, anything's better than Matt Nagy. <laughs> yeah. Matt Nagy. Yeah. What? But but, going on, but so anything's better than Matt Nagy. But when you look at the Bears, are still a pretty much elite defense. So uh, yeah, Bob, Matt, Bob Quinn had like uh, eighteen sacks last yeah. year, or something crazy. Not, like not as much as they were in t- especially no, in 2019. Yeah, they did have Khalil Mack. Eddie Jackson's yeah. kind of regressed. Yeah, but they're going to improve on that defense. I think he's the perfect. I think he's kind of a Brian Flores clone in a little yeah. bit because Brian Flores came into like kind of a, a pretty Similar terrible situation. situation. Yeah. This time he actually has the he has the quarterback of the future. He's got weapons like uh, Darnell Mooney. Uh, yeah. What's it? Uh, David Montgomery, Khalil yeah. Herbert, his yeah. backup. Yeah. Uh, and then and Cole Komet. He, it kind of seems like um, he's gonna just kind of just instill some discipline. Really coach these guys very very well. I think Justin Fields should take a leap because of this. I think this Bears team is gonna look a lot lot better than they did than last year. And it's just gonna and um, all credit to. Uh, 
what's it, Matt Eberflus earning this uh, head coach job. Also wanted to say, he developed Darius Leonard into an absolutely game wrecker at oh, linebacker, yeah. oh, obviously. Yeah. And they also had DeForest Buckner, not to take away from that Colts defense. But I just kind of I'm, – I'm very interested, and I've, I really like this hiring of uh, – uh, Matt Eberflus from Indianapolis. I can't wait to see what uh, he does in Chicago. Yeah, so they—they, they, I mean, they don't got to worry about their quarterback for uh, a while. They—they're gonna get a couple more years out of Justin Fields, a couple more experimental years. But they—they they really got a solid team to build around, and I think it's—it's—it's it's, it's very, um, it's gonna be very rewarding once they figure it out. So but there obviously is more head coaching vacancies that have been filled. So we'll 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 get to that as our seg- as our show goes on, we're going to be talking we're about we're going to be talking about NFL coach yeah. hirings and uh, the offseason that's up to come, uh, that's upcoming. Yeah. But let's move to the championship predictions. It's, it's the big day. It's championship, it's championship Sunday weekend. This um, determines who's going to the Super Bowl. Let's not true. forget. That's, so that's very true. We got um, we got two games today. Um, we're going to see two teams win them and go to the Super Bowl. But uh, let's start with the the three o'clock game on CBS that is coming up very shortly it's at the time of recording. It's like forty five minutes, so we got yeah. So uh, we got Kansas uh, the Kansas City Chiefs hosting the Cincinnati Bengals. <sighs> uh, that's gonna be a shoot. That's gonna be real. I don't know. I don't know how it's gonna compare to what last week was. That Bills. Chiefs oh my game. god! Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. That was craziness. I don't. I don't think we're gonna get a game like that. But, but I'm expecting a shootout. I'm expecting a high scoring game yeah. like we saw in the regular season. We kind of know that this is this is gonna be offense because, like we said, we saw it in the regular season. It was um, the the, the Bengals kicked uh, picked up a W on the Chiefs in a in a field, a last second field goal where Joe Burrow threw for 446 yards and four touchdowns. Like that's absurd. So we know what both of these offenses can do. But I uh, when you look at the Bengals for me. I don't want to overshadow how complete they are because their defense, like their defense, has stepped up. Led by Trey Henderson, Jesse Bates, like that that played, defense. They played really well against the <coughs> Titans last week. They, they stopped the uh, yeah. stopped the re- uh, revenge game of or like the 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 game of Derrick Henry. He came came back to the fold. They held him to like yeah. under a hundred yards rushing, which yeah. is which is kind of it's kind of hard to do because it's Derrick Henry, and they were able to. Well, the, I I wouldn't say they had like the best time in the secondary, but they did pick off. Yeah. Uh, uh, Ryan Tannehill three times. They, I mean, they, 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 they have some like little question marks in the secondary. I don't know what Eli Apple is doing on Twitter. <laughs> he bro, he won one playoff game. Yeah. And now thinks he's like that's a whole that, that, that's a whole, that's that's a whole different something. thing. But, like, but bro, yeah, you got you got to chill out. But I, mean, I, I, I haven't played in the NFL. <laughs> I, I, I will never probably never play in the NFL. But um, like, I, I know you're playing decent, but like, yo, yeah. chill out. Besides, so besides their corners and highly questionable Eli Apple, this we can't ignore how complete this Cincinnati team is, and I think that's why they're going to give them a very strong run for Kansas City's money today. But we also nope. we also can't overshadow Patrick Mahomes we, and the Chiefs. They they will not overshadow. Um, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna tell you, tell 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 you what it is. If they do, we're we're gonna it's look gonna like be, clowns. But it's it's gonna be Kansas City Chiefs. But after what they were able to do. Against, we thought it was over last against, week. I think Josh Allen probably played the best, not probably played one of the best games of his career oh, yeah. last week, and they were able to outmatch him. Yeah, like uh, what, what is I, I don't know I don't and I mean, it gives Kansas City momentum because they're like all right we we probably took out the toughest team ref in our bracket. Yeah. We got we got, we we can't be uh, completely like think we're gonna breeze out Cincinnati here, but 
They're like, no, we're 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 at, we're at home, and we're gonna we're gonna go, and they we're gonna were. we're gonna punch you in the mouth with our like our offense, and our we think our defense is gonna be able to handle you. Yeah. So um, they weren't at home the last time they played. Yeah, which this, is worse this than Cincinnati. This is gonna be a Kansas City revenge game. This has Patrick Mahomes written all over written it. all over it. Ty, Tyree kill if Tyree kills lining up against Eli Apple, that will make my day. Yeah. <laughs> um, as then, much as I want to see a. Cincinnati Super Bowl. As much as I want to see Cincinnati in the Super Bowl, I just don't see it happening. Yeah. As, as much as I wanted to, I, I, I honestly didn't think they would get to this point. I thought like they would beat the Raiders and be like, oh, wow, they won a game. And yeah. now they're in the yeah. NFC Championship. Yeah. But. It's kind of crazy how it's happening so fast. But uh, this is also the first year of success with the Bengals and success with Joe Burrow. Yeah. So they've got plenty of time if they don't win the day. All right, so let's, um, let's do score predictions. What do you think? This is, it's it's hard because I don't think they're going to repeat like the same thirty eight thirty five offensive uh, battle that they had in week eighteen or week seventeen. But um, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to take Kansas City here. I'm gonna say it's gonna be. I'm gonna say no field goals. I'm gonna say thirty five twenty eight. No field goals. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say thirty five thirty five thirty one Chiefs. Yeah, it's 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 gonna be close. We really can't deny that. But we got the second game today at six thirty p.m. on NFC Fox Championship. NFC Championship. Now, the, the uh, probably, probably both of these teams we weren't really expecting no. to be here because we, we were kind of going into oh, last week. Pe- people had people had uh, people kind of figured had the Aaron Rodgers, Packers, yeah. Tampa Bay, Tom Brady. So well, I mean, people had uh, the Rams in their like Super Bowl di- predictions at the beginning of the season, but when like you know you like, play Tom Brady, yeah, when reality hits, it's Tom Brady. But they were able they, to, they were able to pull off the win. The Rams had they did their best job to lose the game. Yeah, but they still they, pulled they, out they the still win. won. And how, and how about Matt Stafford? Because <laughs> when he plays good. It shows you how good the Rams are. It shows you are. how, yeah, how valuable he is to that. How, how valuable a quarterback is yeah. to uh, an offense. And when he was playing well, he they they were kind of they were kind of unstoppable yeah. for large parts of the yeah. game. Yeah, and when the Rams were playing the Buccaneers last week, they had so many unforced errors that were just like, <laughs> are you kidding me? The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are actually going to come back, and the NFL is scripted. <laughs> oh my God, Chris Collinsworth made my brain hurt. This commentary, <laughs> but, but Lord. Uh, the Rams did save uh, Roger Goodell for another week by saying the NFL is. is not scripted, hopefully. It's not scripted. But um, the, looking at the performance last week, Matt Stafford pretty much didn't account for any of the turnovers. Like, especially, no, he didn't. Except he didn't. for that one huddle that went by him. That's not really his fault. I don't, with a snap that went yeah. right over but, his head. But outside of that, the Rams have had a very, very solid playoffs, and that comes with the success of Stafford because he's really he's, – he stepped up. He's, he had, he stepped he had up shaky performances in the regular and, season. And in the, play, and in the playoffs and he, with he, the Lions. Yeah. But now, looking at it, he, he hasn't made any real mistakes for this team. And that, that's been the, the biggest success story is why they've been able to make it so far. And they've, they've, they've beaten two tough teams um, in, ter- yeah. in terms of Arizona and Tampa Bay to get to this point. Yeah. And they are the favorite. But I do want to talk about this other team, who they're going up against in the San Francisco 49ers. The, the 49ers are the absolute polar opposites. or I th- Well, not the polar opposite. They are in a polar opposite QB situation. Oh, yeah. Their def- the Rams defense is probably better than the 49ers, but the 49ers have a really Really good defense. The 49ers are winning despite Jimmy Garoppolo's awful quarterback. Jimmy Garoppolo is the, is the best worst quarterback. I'm of all not going to sugarcoat it. He has been downright terrible these playoffs. Yeah, he, he tried to sell the game against the Cowboys. The defense stopped him. He tried to sell. We didn't see. We didn't really have anything going for him in the uh, in the uh, Green Bay Packers game besides just handing it off to Eli Mitchell and uh, Debo Samuel. Yeah. But um, because we we literally saw this happen with Raheem Mostert before. We literally saw him get absolutely carried oh, by yeah. by a running back. That 2019 Super Bowl run yeah. was was, was on the was on that it was on the shoulders of the defense and in the running when, game. When 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 a team like the Rams gets pressure on a quarterback like Jimmy Garoppolo, like even even though oh, Trent yeah. Williams is probably gonna play, probably gonna play. Yeah, if you force pressure on Jimmy Garoppolo, 
you can see what happens. Oh yeah. I, I'm I'm gonna bring up. Uh, I'm a Seahawks fan, and I'm kind of <laughs> cringing at this NFC Championship. <laughs> when we played Jimmy Garoppolo, as as bad as our defense has been in the past couple of years, we got pressure on Jimmy Garoppolo, and we forced um forced him to make errors, and that's what this Rams team needs to do. To make them win. Yeah. And like we've said, we've seen this story before from the 49ers. Um, they did make it to the Super Bowl in 2019 when they had a run similar to this. Yeah, but, but they're, they're a wild card team yeah, right now. But no, they, I don't think they, anybody yeah. expected them. Cause, and they have a QB controversy going yeah, on too. Where, I know. Where they, 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 they drafted a quarterback with Trey Lance. And now they're in the NFC Championship. Yeah. Like we, we were thinking Jimmy Rocco, oh, he's going to start until midseason and get taken over. But Jimmy Garoppolo... Like it or not, he's the, he's the quarterback at the 49ers who led this team. As, he, as much as I hate to say Arguably it. led this team to the position they're in right now. So it to me, it depends on how much that defense is going to step up. Because this proves to me that the narrative of defense wins championships is no joke right now. Uh, with this, with, <laughs> yeah, the, with this 49ers, with this 49ers team. team. So... <laughs> to me, the, of course, the, the defense is going to have to step up like they've done, they've done and have been doing. Again, yeah. But... It, there gets to a point when you're playing a superstar powered team like the Rams with this much talent, it, it's kind of hard to go against it. And I think I think the uh, it, it could be close. It could not be close. I think it's I think it's going to be close. Because uh, we, I, I mean, we didn't really think Green Bay, San Francisco last week was going to be close, <laughs> but it was, and San Francisco won yeah. as the heavily the fav, uh, yeah. favorite underdogs. So um this game it's going to be interesting and it's kind of just going to be if if the rams can continue to play a clean game for the full 60 minutes this time Mm -hmm. and if the 49ers if they can get some sort of good decent play out of garoppolo to uh, to coincide with their defense and their run game Mm -hmm. that's going to be the biggest story today but i think we can both agree that we have the chiefs and rams winning today uh well score score predictions predictions. i'll let you go first uh for for rams 49ers i think i don't think it's going to be Crazy close. I think. I think it's going to be like a. Oof. I think it's going to be a thirty-four twenty-four game. Wow, for the you Rams. think the Rams are going to put? A, I, I, I think I, they I, are. I, I kind of have it coming. Like uh, no, I, I, I do have the Rams winning, even though they haven't been able to beat, beat yeah. the 49ers at all. Yeah. I think they're going to win. It's going to be a close one. I think it's going to be like twenty-four twenty. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it has the potential to be low scoring and high scoring because we've seen. We've seen Stafford and the Rams pretty much uh, obliterate do, teams, do, and it, they've been good defenses that they played. Mm-hmm. Um, but and then you see what's it? Debo Samuel has explosive. He's yeah, right, uh, uh, wow. Like wow. we like as much as as crazy as it seems, we have stars on both sides yeah. and both teams here. So it it's it, it has the very good potential to be a close game today. And both these games are going to be, I think, phenomenal. They're going to be phenomenal. I don't know if we're going to get as good yeah. as, as last week. All yeah. all of the games that we saw last week came down to a field oh, goal. Oh, that was well, even though the. The Chiefs won in overtime that came down to a field goal. I don't think we're going to get that level of craziness, but as it stands, what we have predicted is a Chiefs-Rams or yeah, Chiefs Rams Super Bowl. And I think that would be a crazy Super Bowl That would be a good Super Bowl to watch. Yeah. We'll find out um, after tonight, obviously, but we're going to save the Super Bowl for a whole other discussion later in yep. our show because that'll be something we would love to talk about. So we're going to have to see how it plays out. We're going to have to see how all the storylines lead up to it. Um, but... Uh, I think we've had some very good segments to talk about today. Um, we're we're obviously going to have a great Sunday with the with the uh, the games football and the football games, that we get yeah. to watch and um, kind of the storylines that are going to be building up. We should expect to see more head coach hires this week before we should, our yeah. next seg- segment, which will probably be um, every single weekend until we can get more frequent uploads. But um, that is going to do it for our show today. We'd like to thank you guys all for listening. Yes. Uh, we had a blast doing it, and <laughs> we cannot wait to produce more content for you guys. And um, we're going to have to see you next week on the What's Up Next podcast. Uh-huh. Peace.